Hello and welcome to the podcast. He's Matt Dyson. And so am I. <laughs> Just a, I would say half a yard off the pace there, Dyson. <laughs> it was, taking yeah, it was half a yard. I mean, yeah, I, I almost noused it up, but I'm, I think I managed to pull it back just about. You almost watered it up? Noused it. Oh, I've never heard that phrase before. What's that yeah, mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't beat a good nousing just when you make a massive mistake. Where's that when from you then? Mess, mess, mess something up. I'm not sure, actually. I've never considered the origin uh, of the word. And do you know, um, is that a regional thing? Is that a London thing? Is that a Midlands um, thing? I don't know if it is, to be honest. Uh, you what nasty is the meaning? Well, yeah, you just nasty it up. It's, um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a potential pun on the words no use, apparently. Um, means Meaning, uh, no, yeah, you've nasty it up. It was no use to me, uh, apparently. But mm. I don't know, it's not a word I use very often, but I, I like to drop it in occasionally. Well, you've, you've, you've educated us all. And we are all very grateful for that education. We do talk about teachers in this show, oddly enough. Yes, we do, yeah. Some horrific stuff from maths teachers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this gets pretty damn bleak. I don't think it's a text that we will be repeating in a hurry, but uh, no. you know, let's see how desperate we get next week when we'll be <laughs> asking if you were stories about English teachers or maybe science. <laughs> what Geography teachers. Often it was geography teachers who did PE as well. Yeah, PE teachers were always the worst, the most aggressive and horrible ones, generally. I'm sure there's some lovely ones out there as well, but mainly it was horrible PE teachers, wasn't it? I can't believe there are still lost property boxes in this day and age. <laughs> it can't still exist, actually. Yeah, Festival they do. I've, I've, been, I've, I've looked at them at my daughter's schools. I horrible, beg your pardon! Horrible places, yeah. When we've lost cardigans and jumpers, I've had to rifle through the lost property box. It's a sad, sad job. And they do still exist. Oh, what a shame. You'd think that, uh, you know, with the reform of uh, comprehensive education, particularly in England and Wales, that the academy system would have uh, made that sort of thing a thing of the past. But, uh, well, exactly, yeah. education reform only goes so far on these islands. <laughs> yes, exactly. Quite enough of that. Here's the podcast. Brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. It's rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. And the early kickoff in the Premier League it is nil-nil between Wolves and Aston Villa, but Wolves banging on the door. Will Aston Villa let them in? Oh! They almost scored. And um, Cardiff are losing 1-0 at home to Swansea in the Welsh Derby in the Championship. Cardiff down to 10 men, and it's live! Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Rock and roll football on Absolute Radio with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Still nil-nil in the Wolves-Villa game. End-to-end action, though. And Swansea have got a second. It's Cardiff nil, Swansea two. Matt Dyson, how are you doing? Hello there, Fordy. I'm all right. You? Yes, I'm very, very well. I'm feeling very festive. Are you in the spirit yet? Uh, yeah, the trees are up. Uh, we're ready for action. Plural. The is still arriving. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. One big one and a little one and a fake one. Is yeah, what enough about your moment. family. What about the trees? <laughs> <laughs> set you up for that one. Nelson, <laughs> you knocked it I've down. got to say, producer Nelson was... I don't, he looked like I'd punched him in the face. You know, you know what his face said? That is the rudest thing I've ever heard. It was like, what? <laughs> one big one, a little one and a fake one. It doesn't even yeah. make sense. 
sense, but the speed. I'm not of it... even sure which ones you mean. But yeah. <laughs> I could have done a different show there about um, you from the waist down. But anyway, yeah. let's not do that on the radio. Nelson, Nelson's looking like he's like we're all getting fired for this. <laughs> Nelson's like don't bother. What a start! What a start to the show. What a start. Well, here to preview a day of red hot Premier League and Championship action is Matt Dyson. Yes, uh, sandwiched uh, between a West Midlands derby a and a Manchester derby. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the three o'clock kickoff in the Premier League today. If it were a sandwich filling, it wouldn't be one of the most popular ones. Perhaps uh, cheese and onion or a simple corned beef and pickle on Ooh. limp sliced white bread with a thick smothering of cheap marge. It is Newcastle against West Bromwich Albion. The crisps, drink and chocolate bar better be good. Otherwise, this could be a, a very dull-packed lunch. It's not what you'd call a substantial meal. The Magpies versus the Baggies, the Aggie Derby, and there could be some ag on display Ooh. on a grey, wet Saturday afternoon in the northeast. Steve Bruce and Slaven Bilic squaring up to each other on the edge of their technical areas like two ancient Roman gladiators going head-to-head in soaking wet suits or cardigan and trousers in the Colosseum of St. James's. What they do this afternoon will echo in eternity, or maybe just a the outcome of the odd accumulator. West Brom have lost four of their last five going into this game, but uh, the team, still sponsored by a home boiler system with an actual boiler as their mascot, will be looking to turn up the heat on Newcastle this afternoon, who will coincidentally be having their temperatures checked before and after the game, after a recent COVID outbreak in the squad, which meant last week's match against Villa was postponed. Then, of course, it's a big day for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer after Man United got knocked out of the Champions league his job appears to be on the line once again defeat at home to their local rival city at half five and bayekers like thy proper feeling to eat right now ain't it for the oh yeah <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to do the impression. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, I am. Yeah, you caught me off guard there. I was just, uh, <laughs> I was just uh, fuddling ferrets in the kitchen to make a big Lovely. glow for parking because we like to look at it on Saturday afternoon. Lovely. He's got it. He's still got it. A rebrand afternoon of football ah, ahead with all took goals as they go in in the Championship and the Scottish Premiership as well. Rock and roll football ain't Rev. noise pollution. Rock and roll football ain't gonna die. Rock and roll football ain't noise pollution rock and roll football it will survive brackets yes it will close brackets sublime from Dyson that was like a symphony beautiful it was a mess absolute no it wasn't it was marvellous Ending on an ACDC uh, lyric there. ACD. You sound like Google yeah, Translate. I'm speaking, I'm speaking A-C-D-C. very strangely A-C-D. today. <laughs> rock and roll, rail football. What is happening to me? The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Villa have had a man sent off in the early oh. kickoff in the Premier League. Oh, what happened, Fordy? Talk us through it. Was it a straight red? Well, I tell you what, someone has broken the rules. And has been yeah, dismissed. Okay. Villa now down to ten men. Oh. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, Douglas Louise was sent off, yeah. That's right. You took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, yeah, yeah. An elbow, was it? There's talk of elbows. Yes. Yes. 
Mm. Might have some elbow coming up in the show, actually. But, uh, yeah, hopefully, yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, after voting all week in some tense matchups, the first round of the World Cup of 80s Christmas songs is in the books. Make sure you tune in to Absolute 80s on Monday as the quarterfinals get underway and we get one step closer to finding out what your favourite festive tune is. The full list of fixtures are Band-Aid versus Jonah Louis, Shaking Stevens versus Paul McCartney, The Pogues and Kirsty McCall versus Chris Rea and The Pretenders versus Wham!, I mean, what are your contenders in there, Dyson? What's your favourite? Uh, well, I mean, as we discussed last week, we expected them to make it through the first round. Uh, the Pogues and Band-Aid are very much the Brazil and Germany of this tournament, aren't they? Yeah. But I still fancy an outsider, a little surprise outsider from Jonah Louis, perhaps. Just, you know, a little bit of a left-field choice, maybe make it through. I'd be delighted if it happened. That's probably, of the, of the ones that are there, that's my third favourite song. Uh, really, yeah. It's yeah, great Pogues, tune, Band Aid, and Jonah. I don't think you can beat Band Aid, mm. but then the Pogues and Kirsten McCall. That's tough. Let's not get into a discussion about which version of the Pogues and Kirsten McCall we prefer. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last thing this discussion needs. We like all versions of it, but equally, we don't like all versions of it, and we can't be safer than that. Uh, I mean, obviously, the safest thing would be not to mention yeah, it. Yeah, I can't believe you mentioned it, really. But that's the World Cup of 80s Christmas songs all next week on Absolute 80s. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. All over in the Premier League, Aston Villa winning 1-0 away at the West Midlands rivals, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Two red cards in that game, Douglas Louise, and then yeah. in the 95th minute, Dyson, drama. Late drama, uh, yeah. Uh, the penalty for Villa late on, El Ghazi scored it, and despite being down to 10 men at the time, Aston Villa have won 1-0 in the big West Midlands derby. They have, and Cardiff winning 2-0 away at... Uh, sorry, Swansea winning 2-0 away at Cardiff. Yeah. In the world. Oh, dear, I'm having head shakes all around today. Producing well now, shaking his um, oh dear. It's that time of the show where Roy Keane, or as we've been asked to make it very clear, the spirit of Roy Keane, <laughs> as in, you know, the essence of him, yeah, is yeah, here. Yeah. You've been tweeting us all week at R&R Football to let us know what you would like to hear Roy rant about, so I shall make myself a conduit mm. for the essence of the man, and Matt Dyson will take over. Yes, bring his spirit upon you, uh, Fordy. The question this week comes from Brian, who wants to know Roy's thoughts on the introduction of breakdancing into the Olympics. That's oh, a joke. That's a total joke. There's no sort of dancing that should be allowed as an Olympic sport. You know, the dancing is a hobby. You might as well say, well, let's, we're going to have skipping or we're going to have cartwheels. <laughs> You know, a gymnastics <laughs> tested enough for me, I've got to be honest with you, because they're bouncing off these horses and, and, and springy, what they call the, the, the trampolines. You know, it's cheating. You know, if yeah. I said, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to start playing football, but I'm going to have springs on the bottom of my boots because I want to be able to jump higher. People would say, look, this is ludicrous. Breakdancing, you know, it's great on a music video, but it's not a sport, <laughs> let's be honest with you. How, how do you judge it? How do you judge the sport? I don't well, understand yeah. how do you award the points. You go, oh, well, that, that was a snazzy beat. You know, that's, you know, keep it for strictly in order. It's not an Olympic sport. It, it, it's daft. Were you, ne were you never out on a, on a patch of lino in a tracksuit as a child, Roy? Well, I can break dance. It's not about that. I'm good at it. I'm good at it, but, I, you know, I know the limits of the, of the form, of the, of the discipline, and it's not a sport. You, this is just getting silly now. You know, you say the tiddlywinks is a sport next, or playing dominoes. These are hobbies for people. The people who do it to, to burn a bit of time in the evening. But it shouldn't yeah. be considered a sport. You know, the world's going to hair. 
the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Text us on 8 12 15. Who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs to the Rock and Roll Football Supporters Club? We've already had a suggestion in, Dyson. Uh, yes, Stu, uh, Stu Wilson on Twitter uh, has suggested we support Hull City. Uh, he says they are at home to Shrewsbury. Let's tame those shrews in honour of William Shakespeare uh, being in the news, the second person to get the vaccine. Uh, that's all he's got so far. I need some coffee. But yeah, R&R Ultras is the hashtag he uses uh, for those who listen to the podcast. Uh, but Stu Wilson's shout is quite good. It's sort of a top of the table against wet down at the bottom of the table in uh, League One. Uh, so yeah, that's a Good shout, really. A lot of wags are suggesting Brentford, of course, because Forrester at home to Brentford and our, our when, awful run looks set to continue. When you say wags, do you mean people with a sense of humour or the wives and girlfriends of <laughs> footballers? Both, Colleen both. Mooney getting in yeah, touch. They're all getting in touch. Yeah, they're all getting in touch. <laughs> I mean, we will struggle. We, we always favour um, the, the favourite. You would struggle to get two teams further apart. Hull City are top of the league. Shrewsbury are one off the bottom. I don't exactly. think there'll be a wider golf in any league game. It's a great anywhere in the country. Home banker. It's a great home banker. It's for the such a good suggestion, and we do like to game the system. Yes, exactly. I think it's a great shout. It is. You've got to beat that. If you can beat Hull at home, top of the table Hull, to 23rd in the table Shrewsbury when Hull are at home. You've got Texas now, 8, 12, 15. Why should we support your team or any team that you think would be a good banker for us today? Um, the best reason wins, 8, 12, 15. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Text us on 8, 12, 15. Who should we support in today's three o'clock kickoffs? We've got a few texts in, Dyson. Uh, yeah, we have, and some tweets as well. Chris Willis suggests we support Gillingham, uh, saying, you relegated us in 2005 thanks to an Eugen Bop goal. Time to make up for that. Gillingham. Is, <laughs> Eugen Bop's a real blast from the past. You know what? I was at that game. Uh, I had this, one of the many years that I had a season to get in the lower Trent, and we'd already been relegated that season. We played Gillingham on the last game of the season. I remember yeah. when Eugen Bop scored, and we started singing to them, you're coming down with the forest. Oh, yeah. Last game of the season, just ruining dreams. Yes, I think, though, Gillingham have got quite a tough game against Doncaster today. And they're away at Doncaster, and Doncaster are above them in the season. So I don't know if it's really going to work for us, annoyingly. I'm not really sure. Guy Evans has said Ross County because they've got two goalkeepers called Ross, Ross Laidlaw and Ross Doohan. Ross Munro, oh my word. They've got four keepers. So Ross County have Ross Laidlaw, wow. Ross Doohan, Ross Munro and Logan Ross and outfield <laughs> players Ross Draper and Ross Stewart. Wow, they really are the county of Rosses, aren't That's they? incredible. Wow, that's amazing. That's wow. really, sadly, I, and I am an idiot, that, I have no idea whether that's a good bet or not, but I'm like, oh, I'm really drawn to that. Well, I think that's, I think that's the favourite so far, surely, based on the Rosses alone. Ooh, Ali says you should be supporting the Jam Tarts, Hearts, today, as they're taking part in the most romantically named fixture in the country, Heart of Middle Othian versus Queen of the South. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Doesn't that Some sound good... gorgeous? Yeah, we haven't done a Scottish team for a while, I suppose. I oh, know we did we did half a Scottish team last week, but we could go all out Scottish today. Oh yes, we did, and we supported Wraith Rovers in the second half, Ian Rankin. Yeah, 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 exactly. Ray in Bristol says support Bristol City. Russell Howard is from Bristol. Well, Ray, you read our mind. Russell Howard is our halftime entertainment today in about yes. an hour's time. Uh, they're in a show. decent season as well, aren't they, Bristol City? But uh, they who, are, have they yeah. got, who have they got today? Um, they're away at Rotherham. That sounds like it could work. 
All I know about Bristol City is they're miles ahead of us in the league, but that's all I know about every other team in the league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Apart Except from Derby. Ro- yeah, <laughs> Derby j- just below us, Rotherham just above us on goal difference. Oh, right down there so with us. So, yeah. You've ruined that. At least Derby below us, but Rotherham are above us on goal difference. <laughs> it's so depressing. Ah. It's so depressing. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Too many people are saying Brentford on this... I know it's ridiculous on this on this that. Twitter. I was going to say like an old man. <laughs> this Twitter thing, we can't support Brentford. I mean, that's that goes against everything we stand for. You're even wearing a forest top, for heaven's sake. I am. I'm wearing that blue one with the yellow oh, wavy lines. That's like it's lovely. Yeah, summer like pool party. Yeah. Oh, nice, oh of course, nice. it's the trend. I think. Yeah, I think that's oh, what I the undulations stupid. are based on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever have that? You just sit there and think, I am one of the thickest people I know. <laughs> yeah, Nelson is really nodding. Nelson's looking me square in the eye, like not blinking like a lion. Yeah, just like, oh, whoa. he really means that. Oh man. Well, what are we going to do? I mean, Hull against Shrewsbury is irresistible. Although, someone's got in touch and said, support Shrewsbury. I'm from Shrewsbury, but go to university in Hull. We have a new manager and we're showing improvement. The new manager, by the way, is Steve Cottrell, who was sacked by ah. Forrest a long time ago. And I think has managed Forrest and Mansfield. Ah, right. Good knowledge. All three Good Cottrell teams? knowledge there, yeah. Um, well, I mean, so they are, they're turning things around at Shrewsbury, but still, Hull at the, ta- the top of the table and flying. I think we've got to go with Stu Wilson's suggestion of taming the shrews, surely. I agree. Someone has said, after last week's disgrace of choosing Sportman City, you can only repay your listeners in one way, supporting Brentford, who are basically 100% going to win this afternoon. <laughs> William James in Watford. No. Well, you listen to me, William James in Watford. You're probably right, but we're not. We can't. I've got my shirt on and everything. I'm no. too excited. It's match day. Heavens no. Heavens no. It's either Hull or Ross County for me. It's got to be... Oh, can, can we, st- we can't start supporting two teams. i tell you what we'll do. Uh, we'll support Hull, but we'll just yeah. keep an eye on Ross County. Yeah, just, good idea. But yeah, maybe nice. Ross County, we just keep an eye on every week because of the whole <laughs> Ross thing. Maybe they're just like yeah. a kind of like season-long team. Yeah, nice, lovely. Because I've really warmed them now that they're basically all called Ross. Yeah. yeah, I tell you, it's a good job the same thing doesn't apply at Arsenal. (laughs) Uh, No, nothing for that. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. A goal in the Premier League, Matt Dyson. A very early goal after just one minute uh, at St James's Park. Miguel Almiron has scored a breakaway goal. Newcastle beating West Brom 1-0 already uh, in the Championship. Peterborough uh, 1-0 up against Rochdale. Sorry, that's not in the Championship, that's in League One. Sheffield Wednesday are beating Barnsley 1-0. Uh, and uh, in the SPL, uh, Aberdeen are 1-0 up against Ross County. So a bad start for all those Rosses, unfortunately. <laughs> I wonder if at Ross County they serve Ross Burgers. Oh, the, um, they're missing a trick if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? You know, if you, I wonder if Ross from Friends is their favourite uh, yeah. sitcom oh. character. And I wonder if um, yeah. 
Oh, God, uh, something else, Ross. Um, Jonathan Ross. Jonathan, Jonathan Ross, Ross favourite. Yeah, um, and Paul Ross yeah. is their favourite. Paul Ross, um, favourite talk um, radio presenter. Talk radio yeah, presenter. Yeah. Ross Abbott. No, that was Ross Abbott. Ross, um, Ross that was Ross. Yeah, it's straight to Ross's. Uh, now, this time uh, of year, ordinarily, people, you know, anyone who doesn't work for Sky News would be having their Christmas party. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> sadly, the rest of us aren't having them. Premier League clubs have been told as well that they can't have Christmas parties for fear of footballers disgracing themselves. So Ooh. text us on 8-12-15. Have you disgraced yourself at a Christmas party? And what is the worst Christmas party you've ever been to? Dyson, have you ever disgraced yourself? At- um, well, I never tend to disgrace myself on the, at the free bar, but and I'm all, I've always got to work early in the morning the next day, so I often end up leaving early and then some, I used to sleep at work, which was grim, which was horrible. I used to wake up and sleep yeah, in Yeah, usually the between the hours of two and five if your recent forms are <laughs> <And that's>, <laughs> Once one of my mates who was a newsreader on LBC, LBC was sick while reading the news oh! the next day after, after a Christmas pie, which was amazing. It was just hilarious. I've got the audio somewhere. I need to dig it out at some point, but it's it's, uh, it's just unbelievable. An unbelievable reaction. The after, so for me, the aftermath of a Christmas party was often where the good stuff happened. You know but, what? <laughs> That's reminded me of another one, actually. Oh, I'll tell you in a bit, because I don't want to put two stories like that too close together. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Oh. But I think the, wor- the worst one I ever went to was one place where um, there was, like, a raffle, and, and the winner of the raffle got to have a drink with the bosses who were in a roped-off area. Oh. And, like, you could go and spend an hour with the bosses. I'm like, no, I'll be all right, thanks. I don't think I'll get a ticket. I'll be As long as they've got the free bar covered, that's enough for me. Oh, no, absolutely. Did that. I didn't know you could get a raffle <laughs> ticket to absolutely. sit where I sat. I didn't know they were raffling <laughs> the VIP area that the, I was in. Ridiculous <laughs> prize, really. Mm. Text us on 8 12, 15 about the times you disgraced yourself at a Christmas party uh, and the worst Christmas parties you've been to. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Texas on 8, 12, 15, the times you've disgraced yourself at a party. It doesn't have to be a Christmas party. I mean, there's so many for me to choose from, really. I remember going, to a, ha- I remember going to a house party. Oh, man, it was the week before I did work experience. Passed out. Someone shaved my eyebrow off. Oh, One of my, my eyebrows. Oh, and then I had to dear. do work experience with an MP with one <laughs> eyebrow when I was 15. Oh, dear. Oh, so what embarrassing. <laughs> Terrible. But the, what, the, your story reminded me of one. When I, when I worked for Labour, we had a Christmas party once. And there was yeah. like a photographer there, and you, we were having like team photos. So we had like the East Midlands team and stuff like that. And um, me and the then boss stayed at a hotel nearby, near the office and near the venue. The, the party was near the, near the office, so we could all go there afterwards. And basically, I mean, people were really drunk, obviously, right? He mm-hmm. <laughs> was unwell, out of his mouth. I don't like using the words because I don't want to like, trigger people. Unwell but, uh, out of his he was, mouth. He was very unwell That sounds much himself. nicer. Yeah. But like explosively and he'd had red oh. wine so it looked, it kind of looked oh. like someone had been shot in there. Like it was just like, yeah. it looked like carnage and um, <laughs> basically he was the one who'd kept the team photo. He only got one and he's basically been sick all over it. So the following day, like the girls in the office were like, oh, where's that team photo from last night? And he was like, oh, uh, what? And because he was so cagey, they were like, what's going on with the photo? 
Like, Nothing's gone on with it. And then he's looking at me. I was like, why has this become a massive deal? Because he could never tell them that he'd just been sick on it. It was, like, it was such a pointless conspiracy. I was like, why didn't we just tell them you were sick on it? It's like, yeah. gone too far now. Like, they, they thought there was. And I was like, why are you this bothered about photos? I just remember being sick on it. So, oh, oh, that's mate. grim. Yeah. That is grim. I remember one, actually, I came to a Christmas party that my agents put on, and it was like a big lavish thing and like it's definitely the most drunk I've ever been I, all I remember is like the floor just kept rushing up towards me that's like my <laughs> memory I must have just kept falling over my legs had gone I stayed at a friend's house and um, to use a phrase I, I used earlier I was basically unwell out of my mouth I think in every oh. room in his flat uh, I've not really spoken to him since <laughs> but uh, Alistair if you're out there call me the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. We're back in Hull against Shrewsbury today because they were a dead set. Dyson, what has just happened? That's unbelievable. Shrewsbury have gone 1-0 up. Charlie Daniels <laughs> with the goal. They're like second from bottom of League One against the top of League One. It was a sure home banker. And um, we've cursed it. I can't believe it. Time to turn it around. Forest are losing again. Yeah, well, no surprise there. I'm Completely s- free header for Brentford, yeah. They won sat there. in my little shirt. Anyway, mm. let's move on to more positive things. As Christmas steadily yeah. approaches, what better way to celebrate than with Dave Berry's big Christmas movie quiz? It starts Monday morning when you wake up. Do you fancy your chances on this one, Dyson? Uh, yes, although I know Glenn's uh, movie knowledge is a very strong mm. Glenn Moore, so he's, he's, he always does well in these things. He's very good. I back you though, Dyson. I think you're good at this sort of thing. Well, uh, I'm not sure I'd agree with that, but thanks for your faith. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> Olive Branch rescinded. Uh, plus, Dave wants to take a peek into your relationship Rolodex. What's the one thing you'll never let your partner forget? That's going to get so dark. Email dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We want your Christmas party gossip. Maybe you've had a Christmas party this year. Maybe it was over Zoom. If someone's disgraced themselves, let us know at 8, 12, 15, particularly if it was you. Um, and what Chris? I haven't done any Christmas parties yet. Have you, Dyson? No, no. I think uh, the, the Christmas parties aren't happening this year, are they? Pretty much no. done and dusted. But I guess people are doing. Especially some if... people must be doing them over Zoom. So let us know. Um, someone's got in touch here, <laughs> saying got up to no good in a lift. <laughs> Is this from um, Steve Tyler? And he said, uh, <laughs> completely Love missed the... an elevator. <laughs> yeah, nice. He said, completely missed the director's speech and dessert. Well, the dessert's the worst thing um, <laughs> to, to miss. He said, got yeah, caught by security in a compromising situation in a lift. Best oh, party no. ever, Shane in Lincoln. <laughs> Shane. I mean, sh- there can't be that many Shanes in Lincoln. If you live in no. Lincoln and you know a Shane, <laughs> oh, dear, wow. there'll, there'll be a wry wing of the eye next time you, <laughs> next time you see Dirty Shane as he's known <laughs> wow in a lift of all the places oh, like dear. the doors open every 20 oh, yeah, seconds exactly. like it's the least <laughs> secure door to be behind go to the store cupboard yeah. <laughs> oh wow so there you that go speaks the, that speaks the voice of experience <laughs> the bitter voice of experience <laughs> Shane if you can beat Shane's story or if you've just got some juicy Christmas party gossip text us it on 8 12 15. kicking you into shape it's the rock and roll football podcast ladies and gentlemen very excited it's time now please give it up for the halftime entertainment 
Delighted that today's halftime entertainment is Russell Howard. How you doing, mate? You all right? Very good, thanks. Um, as a Liverpool fan, well, firstly, we haven't really spoken, uh, we haven't had you on the show at all. The last few years must have been absolutely sensational for you as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, it's been incredible. And I've had a season ticket for the last two years as well. Oh. I really, really timed it right. Um, it's been absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've been, I've been known to travel from London all the way up on my own. Oh, mate. The excitement of listening to the games on the way, getting to... I was at the Barcelona game, me and my brother went. And we went there, 3 nil down, out of... Come on, we may as well just go see Messi, see what it's like. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then we, we witnessed it. We were hugging, we were grabbing everybody we can near us. And at the end of that night... Me and my brother had uh, several drinks with Neil Ruddock. It was a tremendous... Oh, my <laughs> word! What was that like? <laughs> wow. Exquisite. It was really interesting hearing an ex-pro talk about the last 15 minutes because he was sort of saying, look, there was no way they were going to score. He was feeling that as a footballer, but in the stands, you can't help but go, they're going to score, they're going to score, they're going to ruin it, they're going to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it was really interesting, and and then they uh, they carried on, and I uh, went to bed. So what? Dan and and Ruddock sort of stayed yeah, up boozing. Yeah. yeah, it was a frightening combination. It's when you know when they put those kind of like superheroes, when you know when Ant Man and uh, Magneto get together. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a da- they're so similar. There's a danger they kind of cancel each other out, like Gerard and Lampard. Like you can't play Dan Howard and Neil Ruddock together. That is, yeah, but somehow they managed to make it work. And <laughs> um, I was very much just a David Batty, just mopping things up, <laughs> just, just keeping play going, just feeding them, feeding them the ball, and time after time, just when you think there's nothing more for them to give, bang, another <laughs> It was wonderful. Was it tainted at all by the fact that you couldn't be there to see them do it and lift the trophy? Uh, yeah, but I think with everything that's gone on, you just... The, for me, what was... The scariest moment was, what was the Premier League going to come back? Because for a while, yes. were they, were they going to cancel the season? That was it. So as soon as you knew the season was back, it was just like, oh, thank, that's so fun. OK, we've definitely won. Um, so it was a bit of an anti-climax, really, because you knew we'd won sort of the uh, January, really. I remember being in the game, I was at the stadium when uh, Leicester beat Man City, and you could really feel it. You go, wow, it's happening now. Yeah. Happen. It was, yeah, it was electric. And, uh, yeah, God. It's, the thing is, I'm so, like, I love going there so much. And... Uh, I can't believe it's taken me this long to do it. Do you know what I mean? To yeah. regularly kind of go. But, my God, when you... Yeah, you really feel part of it. It's great. And have you met any of them? Have you met Klopp? I haven't met Klopp. I've tried so hard to get Klopp on the show so many times. Yeah. I met, I, met, uh, I met Coutinho. I handed out a Player of the Season award to him a few years ago. And I played five aside uh, on Anfield. And I was in the same team as Coutinho and Suarez. What? Was, oh. <laughs> was that for like a charity thing? It was like a charity pre. It was a pre-charity game, and I was just playing in this little five-a-side, um, and I had the arrogance to play a one-two with Coutinho, demand the ball back, and he didn't give it back to me. Oh! And I, followed, uh. and I, followed, 
I did that that thing where you just go. I, I was like, you know, it was amazing how quickly you become your inner fifteen-year-old. <laughs> so I played, I played a one-two with them, and I go, coots, coots. <laughs> <laughs> give and go, give and go. Yeah, 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 exactly. And he's looking at me as if to go, why, why would I possibly give it to you? And I'm like, <laughs> um, and then, um, and then in that uh, half time, I took a penalty <gasps> in front of in front of the cop, and oh. um, it's one of those moments where you just back yourself. And I did a, I did a, listen to this. I did a Rabona kick, bottom right. No way! Wow. Sure, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say the goalkeeper wasn't dressed as a dragon. That might give him an advantage. Sort of. Yeah, it was so yeah. Good. yeah. So you just have to, you know. When are you ever gonna get that chance again? And there's a photo of me doing it that probably managed to track down of me doing a Rabona. But unfortunately, my tongue is hanging out. I'm one of these unfortunate people that when I'm really concentrating, my tongue, almost like a weather vane, just sort of just sticks out, like, to sort of try and ground me. Like a windsock. Yeah, it's weird, man. It just sort of... And I'm completely unaware of it, but I'm in, I'm in this deep sort of meditative state of, like, right, Rabona cop body completely ready legs ready feet ready and the, the tongue's just like lolling do you know what I mean awful, awful. but what people might not know is you are a really good footballer I'm, I'm alright for a comedian I'm, I'm exceptional let's not muck around but for, for a, an everyday muggle I'm absolutely fine but do you but, think you yeah. could have had you concentrated on it how far do you think in all honesty you could have got Oh, no, nowhere, nowhere. I, like the, you know, you know. I probably would have. I was playing for Basingstoke Reserves when I was eighteen, and I was way out of my depth. So that was a real. But the thing is, because the only people that I play football with now are comedians. Yeah. I'm like Pele. You know what I mean? I'm like Pele playing with darts players. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, um, yeah, uh, you are. I mean, I've played uh, that comedian's football a couple of times. So you are like definitely the best there. But I saw you play at Upton Park in that England Germany thing when you and John Richardson played. That must have been incredible. Yeah, those moments that you're so wildly privileged to be able to do those. You know, because as a footy fan, just it's just glorious. And what I love to do with those, I always try and get my family along. So my brother, years ago, these these things called soccer six, which are really great fun. Yes. I smashed four past the darkness. Um, <laughs> still, a, still a highlight, but like, I'm just something so sad. Like, I scored four goals at Stamford Bridge, and he, uh, my brother's like, he was, he had a cape on, mate. <laughs> but I, I got my brother to come along. We were losing to Sky Sports uh, Soccer AM. They just destroyed us, and uh, my brother wasn't allowed to play in like the last five minutes. I was like, oh, I solved this. Just get on. And um, my brother straight away went in two-footed on tubes. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 mate. And it's like, like this sort of rocket straight away. And it's like, no, you're registered. He's not registered. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Um, so, Liverpool this season, everyone's talking about Spurs, but you're level on points for the same game as, you know, played and won. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you'll retain the title this season or are you a bit nervous about it? I'm very nervous. I'm... I'm so pessimistic. Like my wife always like takes the mic out of me because I, I, until it's done, I never truly believe I'm awful. But I, I think Spurs look really good. I think Chelsea look decent, and City. You know, you can never discount them. You just, 
I don't know, there's a sort of a, there's a muscular belief to, to us at the minute that you kind of, you hope that gets us over the line. But if Spurs stay fit all season, you, you never know. You just can't tell until post-Christmas, really. you just got to see what happens and see who's there or thereabouts. But I love the fact that we've adapted already without, you know, Virgil. You know, the, Matip and Fabinho look great. You know, Curtis Jones coming looks fantastic. So it's an honour to um, to celebrate to, and uh, be a be Liverpool fan at the minute. Do you know what I mean? And it, oh, yeah. I mean, it's always been the case with me, but my God, I'd love to hang out with them. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, man. Do you have that before it? Is it a similar thing where you probably know a few of them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, you get to know them if you kind of if you do stuff like this. You've probably been on the Raz with Brian Roy, haven't you? <laughs> oh, you know what? I've had him on my <laughs> Forest podcast. He was hilarious. Really? Right. He said, uh, yeah, yeah. I never knew until I came to uh, England that the footballers are great at drinking. Oh, wow. <laughs> just like they were getting ladies. You know, I was looking after my buddy. I come here and they are just always, they're always drinking. Yeah, that was so funny. It's just the idea. And so you're just leaning into that. You just want to hear a story about Ian Wone drinking Jaeger from a welly. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. Wonie. Oh, my. What a great player. Lovely left foot. I'm so glad that people remember that. Mm. <laughs> um, so, the Russell Howard hour is on uh, Sky One at the moment, um, w- which is fantastic. This week's episode, I thought, was, was great. Yeah, so good. good. Yeah, really good. <laughs> so, what's because you were were you had your world tour started, or was it or was it about to start? I was in uh, Denmark when it all kicked off. Oh um, man! So I, I sort of had to come back. Um, it was like it was like you know that uh, scene in Argo when they're getting on the plane trying to leave. Um, so yeah, I was all ready to go, man. I was super excited. I was just about to do my first. I've done my UK gigs, and I was about to do my first European gig in uh, Cologne. And I was actually going to fly to the uh, Atletico Liverpool game, and then and then go back to Cologne from Denmark. But that's when I was like, yeah, I don't know, feels a bit eggy, because my wife's a doctor, and she was like, I think this is going to be serious. Um, <laughs> It's so funny because she was just like, yeah, I think this is going to be a really big thing. And I was like, really? Do you, do you think? Like that. So, um, yeah, she was pretty right. But, yeah, the tour starts again in, like, uh, da, 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 in March, like back in Europe. So I put it back a year. So I think hopefully that will go ahead then and some socially distanced gigs and then hopefully America in May and then Australia in July. But we'll see. Because you've done a few global tours, and obviously here you do, you know, do arenas night after night after night, record-breaking runs at the Royal Albert Hall, you know, and you're doing big venues abroad. Like, how does it compare doing, you know, you're a British stand-up? I mean, I can understand Australia and America, but what's it like doing it in Denmark and other places like that? It's unbelievable. It's so much fun because you're like an open spot again, and then you see little differences and then you have like I've got material that's only funny in Denmark it's really great you know what I mean about like little phrases they've like they've got a phrase over there when it's windy they say it's blowing half a pelican and I've got some stuff about that and I've got stuff about I wonder uh, where that goes yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> some, some music uh, plays when they they travel from Copenhagen to Aarhus um, that goes, come bad or come bad or come, you know. So it's just that exciting thing that you have, like, sort of Danish local, and you're 
sort of re-energized and you, you you can't it's a fascinating thing that the further you are away from your your country you realize how absurd your country is yeah. and you, you instantly your eyes are a bit more open and you i remember being in new york years ago in the middle of a gig trying to explain the concept of a lollipop man and it wasn't until i did it that i realized how mad it was that i was you know, you know when we need to get kids across the road we give an old man a giant lollipop and this guy just went why and i was like I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? So you, it, uh, that's what I love about traveling with comedy, that you, it just opens your brain a bit more and you see things in a slightly different yeah. way. That sounds, uh, you know, overly fluffy, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, oddly, the tour's called Respite, which... It's, respite, it's, it, respite, Jesus. Respite? respite? I say respite, need a bit of respite. Respite. Respite? How did respite, I say it? Yeah. Oh, you like you like uh, our mate Dowdswell. He calls it COVID. <laughs> Dowdswell. Oh my word! But uh, quite an ironic title in retrospect. Yeah. Well, it was. It just it came. The you know the interesting thing. I remember being at the Edinburgh Festival, uh, which I love, and I was watching. Lo- I was basically doing work in progress, and I was watching loads of shows. Really interesting being in the audience of a comedy show, and it just sort of hit me. I was like, people just want respite. They just, they just want to laugh sometimes. And I think comics, sometimes we can get quite highfalutin and we forget the importance of, of laughter. Like, I think, do you know what I mean? Like, of being lost in giggles. Yeah. Really, it's a really special thing, but it's never really given any kind of credibility. Um, and it was just this word that was, it just kept knocking around in my head of like, people want respite, that's what they want. Um, so, you know, when you have to come up for a title, I was like, yeah, I think that's the one, really. Perfect. Well, I kept you for long enough, mate. I'll give you a bit of respite. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Howard, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on. You know, I really enjoyed that. One absolute treat. We haven't spoke to each other for uh, a year, and here we are. We've had two chats in a week. It's been it's great. Been it's been brilliant. Yeah. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Premier League clubs apparently aren't letting their players have Christmas parties this year for fear they may disgrace themselves and, of course, break COVID rules. So text us on 8.12.15 about the times you've disgraced yourself, particularly if it's a works do. We've had a message here, Dyson, from a Member of Parliament, and this is legit. Oh, wow, hello. One of my personal contacts has got in touch. They're listening to the show. I can give you no more detail than that. Wow, it's like a wicked whisper. This is a wicked whisper, yeah. You're like Guido Fawkes, (laughs) aren't you? (laughs) Lovely reference. (laughs) Um, Now, this is what they say. Um, (laughs) I've been known to hand in my notice after humiliating myself at a Christmas party three times at completely separate jobs. One was in Meadow Hall, the other was in an office. I don't even think my behaviour was that bad. I just couldn't bear to face any of my colleagues again and was beset with hangover paranoia. The third was at a pub. So Meadow Hall, an office, a pub... I, and then I said, did they accept your resignation? And they said, I never set foot in any of those workplaces again. Wow. <laughs> wow. That must have been an amazing party. What, three well, times. That's three, three different years. Parties, yeah. yeah. 
It's completely it's different professions, different industries, different locations. I've just immediately resigned after the Christmas party. <laughs> well, Isn't I never. that incredible? Yeah. Um, so text us on 81215, the times you've disgraced yourself at a works party. Obviously, can't divulge who that um, text was from. It's from a B. Johnson in uh, <laughs> somewhere in central London. Who could that be? <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. in the Premier League, Dyson. Yeah. Um, it's an equaliser for West Brom at Newcastle. Dar- Darnell Furlong with the goal. Uh, as you say, a very nice finish from him. Uh, Newcastle had the leader after scoring it just 20 seconds in at St James's Park. Uh, it's come straight out of the second half. It's now one all. Thrilling stuff in the Premier League. Forrest still losing 1-0. Hull still losing 1-0. Portsmouth mm, winning, yes. though. So producer Willie's yeah. 2-0. Bournemouth are 3-0 up in the Championship as well. They're on fire, as, as are Middlesbrough as well. They're doing really well today. Uh, they are currently 3-0 up as well. Good for them. Time to cross over to the My Sports News Centre. Thanks so much, Matt and Matt. Breaking news reaching out from Wales, where Tracy Jones has eaten a record number of York fruit sweets in one setting. Sources close to Tracy have stated, although it's an impressive achievement, she's managed to make herself feel, quote, quite sick. We'll keep monitoring that story as it develops and bring you the latest as soon as we get it. Natalie. Uh, yeah, moving on, news from Carlisle, where James has stated that he's managed to complete the Santa Claus trilogy in record time. Uh, James says, well, usually he doesn't watch all three until the 17th of December. This year, with an extra child and an investment in Disney+, Plus, he's completed them all by the 9th instead. All my sports news team uh, pass on their congratulations on this new record. It would appear that he's, he's peaked too soon, though, Jim. Well, a Santa Claus trilogy, some of the greatest Christmas films, and for all three to be part of one franchise really is fantastic. I watched the first one this week where uh, Tim Allen, of course, becomes the Santa Claus after Santa Claus falls off uh, his roof. Uh, And not only is it the warming, wonderful spirit of Christmas, great comedy too. Yes, it's, it's, I don't think I've, I've only watched the first one. I think Jim. But you know, I'll give it a, uh, let I'll me give just it a go. okay. Well, that's the problem with you. I, I've got one question for you, Natalie. Why do you hate our way of life? Why do you hate I'm, it? I, I, I'm a big fan. I watched the Christmas Chronicles on on Netflix. I'm such a big fan of Christmas and Jingle Jangles last night as well. So I take it back. I, I, Jingle Jangle, yeah. by the way, part of it filmed in Norwich. Not sure if you knew that. Really? Yeah, no, some of the street scenes. I was such a big fan of it. I googled it afterwards. Produced by John wow. Legend, filmed in Norwich. Don't forget, yeah. tweet us your personal <laughs> sports stories, <laughs> including Christmas filming locations. To Aaron Football, email us football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. There's tension in this Forest game here, Dyson, because they've got a free kick right on the edge of the box. Oh, And Lyle nice. Taylor's about to take it. Oh, it was rubbish. <laughs> was absolutely oh. rubbish. Didn't even hit the target. Oh, well, he hit yeah. the target. He just he sort of did it on the floor, around the wall on the floor, and the goalie just sort of easily. Yeah. Uh, at least we're only losing one nil. Uh, you know, look on the bright side. <laughs> yes, there's that. Um, now there's so much confusion around the rules in football these days that UEFA are considering alterations to referee education, so refs may be sent back to school. And 
Lord only knows. Who do you get taught by at ref school? Mike Dean, Jeff Winter, (laughs) Paul Durkin. Who knows who runs these sessions? Milford, Hackett. Um, Oh, Milford. Imagine being taught by Mike Dean. (laughs) Although some of them used to be old schoolmasters, didn't they? Who was the guy? David Ellery. Yes, David Ellery. He always used to referee the FA Cup finals, didn't he? Yeah, that great Arsenal-Millwall game when they're mic'd up. Eason or Harrow, was it? Stand up straight when I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Adams, stand up straight. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> they had a bit more respect, the referees back then, didn't they, I think? Yes, well, we're, we're imagining that these teachers are going to be terrible. So, and we will change names, but text us on... Eight, it's really important to stress, we are going to change yeah. Or we, we just won't give the name. Text on 81215, who was the worst teacher you had? Now, we should say, we love teachers on this show. They are heroes. Yes. You, you know, they're, 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 of course, where would any of us be without a decent education? So we, we are very grateful of our wonderful teachers. But some of them are... You know, sometimes you just don't get on with the teachers. A text on 8, 12, 15, the worst <laughs> teachers you ever had. Dyson, I imagine you were quite a good pupil. Um, I was all right. Yeah, I was fairly steady. It didn't cause too much trouble. But I think the maths teachers were always a bit <gasps> of an issue for me. Yes! Well, yeah, they always used to say weird things. One guy couldn't say <laughs> Go on. Casio Casio calculator, and he would always call his calculator. He said, get out, get everyone get out your Casios. <laughs> Casios. Tony Blackburn. <laughs> yeah. Is it, get out your yeah, Casios, guys. Get your Casio. right up. We're going to be doing some get maths. Your, get your Casio calculators out. And then there's another guy we had who was like, a supply teacher for a while. He was really aggressive. He used to just tell kids to shut up. He would always go, you got your toe? Well, shut up. (laughs) I love the the sound of him. Have you got your toe? Well, shut up and move on. That was it. You know what? I've just remembered a a really odd maths teacher we had who, and I won't give his name, but he used to do this really eggy thing where he'd draw a line on the blackboard. He'd go, line protractor, protractor line. Like he'd introduce... The stationary oh. to each other. Pencil, oh, really? pencil meat ruler, oh, ruler meat pencil. Sounds a bit, no. bit CB biz. Yeah. yeah, I remember oh. as well. You know when you sort of certainly when you get into teenage years when there's like you know naughty things are getting passed around in class. I remember teen mags, girls' teens mags that would have uh, like yeah. agony aunt sections about you know yeah. issues and it was yeah, just seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? It was exactly just seventeen. This was a different math teacher. It's always math teachers, you're right. <laughs> yeah. And he went, what's this? And it was like the agony page, you know, some kind of yeah. adult questions were being asked. And he just went, you shouldn't be laughing at this. It's a very beautiful thing between a man and a woman. Because <laughs> 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 I saw it with 13, wow. come on. <laughs> and him saying that, like, it was even the, even the square kids squealed with delight. <laughs> it's a very beautiful thing between a man and a woman. It's like, oh, no. So you've lost it. So text us on 8, 12, 15. Maybe, you know, maybe it's the worst teachers you had or times that teachers yeah. lost the class. Oh, your worst, your worst maths teachers, perhaps. Yes, yeah, yeah let's just focus on... You know what? About subjects. <laughs> and then next week we'll do English teachers. First of school! Good news, good news coming in. Yes. Anthony Lockhart. Oh, has he? Yes, he has. Yeah, he has. He's scored. It's 1-0. all. Why didn't we start with him? Why didn't we score now? Yes. Yes. Text on 8-12-15. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Terrible, terrible drama in the championship, Matt Dyson. Yeah, what, I mean, what happened? Are you watching the game? It's ridiculous. I am, yeah. I saw them score it. I saw the goal go in. What's going on? Well, we were... 
denied. Because apparently there was an offside, so Forrest equalised. Obviously, we went ballistic because yeah. we don't score many goals. We don't get many points. Uh, it's yeah. been ruled out. Unbelievable. Painful. Sort of half a shout for a penalty just now as well, but nothing really. Uh, yeah, it's not our day. And in uh, in League One, uh, top of the table, Hull are still losing one 0 against second from bottom. We Shrews are in the Rock and Roll Football Sports What have we done Club. to yeah, anger the gods? I don't know. I don't know. Who would be the god of football? Clough. Ah, of course. What have we done to anger Cluffy? What could we have possibly done? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, We're talking about uh, your least favourite teachers. Um, Someone here says, I had a maths teacher who made me face the wall because my test score was so low. As fate would have it, her daughter drank in the pub that I worked. So, yes, my simultaneous equations were awful, but her daughter loved my lot. Okay, no, I'm not reading that. Um, Dyson. (laughs) Crikey, that was good. Dyson, um, have you got one? Ali in Exeter had a needlework teacher in the 70s who, after she'd told you what to get on with in the class, used to disappear behind the portable Ooh. blackboard and eat bananas. What <laughs> <laughs> you do all lesson? See, that's the sort of thing a kid would do, not a teacher. That sounds ridiculous. For the whole lesson, she can overdose on potassium if she has all those bananas. We had a French teacher who had a um, flask of clear liquid that was not water. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was had a very oh. strong... And our teacher would become sort of more relaxed as the, as the lesson went on. Um, once, once showed us our holiday photos, mid lesson, uh, like was really stern. Was the teacher we feared the most? But then the lessons would get friendlier as more of the clear liquid. Was wow! Consumed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, this was in the late nineties as well. It wasn't that long ago, oh, Dyson. Oh dear, that is shocking. Absolutely shocking. Shocking, but a great laugh. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. <laughs> the worst teachers you had. We will change the names. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <laughs> a goal in the Premier League. Dyson. Uh, yes, Newcastle have retaken the lead at St James's. Dwight Gale uh, scoring eight minutes from time to put them 2-1 up against West Brom uh, in the Championship. <laughs> Bournemouth are hammering Huddersfield 5-0 now. And uh, would you believe it, uh, uh, Brentford have scored again. Uh, we're losing 3-0. This is 11 defeats for Forrest. <laughs> this is so bad. I. This is so depressing. We were talking midweek, 40 on WhatsApp about how this is just killing my spirit and my general mood in life, this awful run we're on. But you know what's mad is, obviously we've been doing this show together for a couple of seasons. Like last season, we were... In fact, the last two seasons, Forrest, have kind of had spells where it's looked like we might get in the playoffs. And I feel like our listeners are with us on that. You know, they're probably sick of us <laughs> yeah. talking about Forrest. Yeah, but they I think they are, kind yeah. of want us to be happy. And uh, you know, I, think, I, I know from the tweets and the messages we get, people have got a soft spot for Forrest. This season has just been terrible. It's, you almost can't believe it. You yeah, can't and then believe you, how bad it is. There's bit, it's like the opposite of a new manager bounce when Chris Hewton came in. It's just got, <laughs> new it's got steadily dip. worse. <laughs> yeah, it's got steadily worse. It's unbelievable. Yeah, bring in a new manager, they'll get that traditional new manager dip that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that happens yeah, at Forrest. Make them worse. Yeah. Anyway, to cheer us up, let's talk about teachers that <laughs> traumatised us. Uh, <laughs> great one here. Someone says, when my daughter was at school on parents' evening, a teacher had a class photo and asked the parents to point out their daughter as you didn't oh. know their name. Ooh. What? Oh, it's unbelievable. Which one's your daughter again? Oh, she's awful. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, no, the one next to it. Yes, she's lovely. Oh, oh, no, the one next to it. Yeah, oh, no. Thick. Oh, that's your daughter. 
I'm surprised because you two are quite clever, but oh my word. Yeah, that is that is odd because she's very different to you. Did you do well at parents' evenings, Dyson? Uh, yeah, it was always all right, actually. Yeah, I quite like going to parents' evenings now as, as a parent. It's quite fun. They Guess to, what's yeah, it like as a parent? Well, the worst thing is you have to sit on those little little uh, seats that they have in primary school classrooms. They're tiny. You have to perch on these miniature seats and chat for half an hour to a teacher. It's really it's weird. like Goliath on a deck chair. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'd love to uh, see you on a primary school chair. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds pervier okay. than it should, but I just like, I'm just the thought, because you're such a manly man. Anyway, <laughs> It was, I engulfed it, yeah. I'll try and get a picture next time we go to one. Yeah. It would look like the cover of, of a kind of stand-up DVD, like, you know, like, oh, I'm a big guy in a small chair. Yeah. Reduced to clear. <laughs> the Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. insane late drama at the city ground Matt Dyson oh, well Joe Worrell got a goal back for Forrest uh, to make it 3-1 but then I mean things have gone from bad to worse then because Anthony Knockhart <laughs> one of our best players <laughs> we've only got him on loan till January has just been sent off oh uh, that might be his last ever appearance <laughs> yeah I think it might be he seemed to dive no. to try and get a penalty and it was his second yellow and he's gone he gets That's into the box if he'd have just carried on there's the potential we might have got a second and then you never yeah. know it hurts so bad things are really not going our way at the moment (laughs) no I mean it is absolutely terrible Um, but on a brighter note what happened with Hull uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, unfortunately, uh, that's not much brighter. Uh, they're still losing. Uh, it, it's really, I mean, it's ridiculous. We backed the the team that were top of League One, uh, and the, the full time whistler's gone, and they've lost at home to second from bottom Shrewsbury. Charlie Daniels, the former Bournemouth fullback, he's playing the Premier League. He's got a great shot on him. He scored, and uh, the Rock and Roll Football Sports Club has lost the game for the first time in ages. I can't believe it. We have indeed, and we were told that Shrewsbury were going to win, and we ignored it same time yes. next week well what a podcast and Russell Howard what a treat oh wasn't he excellent an arena filling megastar on the show yeah nice very nice and his new show's on right now is it on Sky the Russell Howard Hour on Sky 1 Thursday 10 o'clock very good show Lovely. I was on it this week um, uh, but you weren't exactly part of that interview Dyson Perhaps you can shed some light on that. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my mic sounded a bit weird. Uh, and then uh, at one point my daughter came in and asked uh, if she could have some of the tuna pasta that I'd made earlier. And I told her to get out. And I thought I'd muted my, <laughs> I thought I'd muted my mic, uh, but it turns out I hadn't. So uh, I think Russell Howard heard uh, me talking about uh, lunch with my nine-year-old daughter. So sorry about that. Sorry about that. No, no, no need to apologise. I just want to be clear. And the listeners may have realised <laughs> your absence why wasn't your daughter allowed some of the tuna pasta no she was allowed the tuna okay, pasta but she, she came in to just ask she just oh, wanted to ask such yeah, a lovely I mean, polite family well she's she's very polite yeah she doesn't want to just help herself without you know so, so sensibly but you know when when it comes to inter, interrupting a, a broadcast you know not quite so helpful 
No, that's right. That's right. I guess that's more. So I'll be having your... stern words with her afterwards. Yeah. And how stern a word can you have with a child that age? What's the strongest word you can use? Uh, uh, nouse. Just don't <laughs> nouse it up. Don't nouse it up again. Okay. Oh, that is a lovely stitch back. That is beautiful. A bookend from the start to the finish, like a good teacher. You've ended on a theme. You've brought it back to the start of the lesson. And I have awful news to tell you, Dyson. We record yeah. this during the show, so um, podcast listeners are about to get a form of treat. Brentford have just scored a second. Oh, for heaven's sake. Forest <sighs> have noused it up. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Rock and roll football. Podcast done.